Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, here, we're going to talk about inflammation and oxidation. And so many people are thinking that inflammation is like an evil dragon running towards you, when actually inflammation is a healing process. But I've got a great, great quote from Voltaire. Quote, it is dangerous to be right in matters on which the established authorities are wrong. Oh, God. Welcome to 2021. Okay. Now, soon to be 2022. Now, all of this will be put on the drbvip.com site. So, please, thank you for all those that are supporting us. We really appreciate it. But this is uh, to keep this information secured. And also Extreme Health Academy. I'm going to be doing another webinar with them this coming weekend. Uh, and i got to tell you, great group of people that have gone through major, major health challenges. And uh, to be part of this dynamic group is the biggest step that you can do to, um, you know, give yourself a, a Christmas present. You know, join it. Hang out with some really empowered people that have gone through major health challenges and found solutions. So today, inflammation. Now, everybody knows that that some diseases are inflammatory diseases, but let's look at this. Did you know Alzheimer's, autism, asthma, depression, aging, strokes, cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, Lou Gehrig's, okay, and we're, we're talking diabetes, cancer, all of these things are literally inflammatory diseases. Now, think of every cell in your body. Your cell has to take in nutrients, produce proteins, and eliminate waste products. That's got to take in nutrients, produce proteins, and eliminate waste products. Uh, of course, unless you're, uh, you've got the COVID shot, which means that your cells have a suppressor protein, so the proteins that they were producing, they're not going to produce anymore, and they're going to start to produce a poisonous spike protein that can lead to Alzheimer's, heart disease, cancer. So if you did get one of those shots, make sure that you're taking um, high-dose omega-3s, um, high-dose fish oil, um, high-dose um, uh, cayenne supplements with each meal because you can't take it on an empty stomach. But please get a blood analysis and do not get the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 3rd, 4th, 5th booster. They're going to look to try and make this forced on the public. It is not a safe product. Okay, now, now inflammation has four um, categories for it. Okay, and swelling, heat, redness, and pain. And since doctors are the new religion, they use Latin terms. So it's tumor, calor, rubor, and dolor for pain. And these are the, the features of inflammation. Now, chronic inflammation can kill you. Acute inflammation is how your body regenerates. And, and you could look at it this way. Any inflammation is a healing process in the body. And there was an old, old torture called the death of a thousand cuts. And so your body can heal from 10 cuts. Your body can heal from 100 cuts. But eventually, you have so much tissue damage that exceeds your, the body's ability to regenerate. And that's when you end up with the problems. Now, we're going to have some certain terms in here that, that you've got to, got to relearn or learn for the first time. One of them is pH. Now, pH, I know you've heard this before, but what it really is is levels of acid to base. 
and and that's pretty darn important when you're talking about an oxidative metabolic process. Now, oxidation is a breakdown. Think of it like rust, but it's also on a cellular basis. Um, and your body is always building cells and breaking them down. Now, metabolism is how your body builds up and breaks down. Catabolism, like cat, is breaking down cells. Anabolism is building up cells. And phytonutrients, think of this, phytonutrients are the coolest thing ever. Um, when you look at uh, like why a blueberry is blue or why a tomato is yellow or, or red or dark purple, why, why potatoes are purple or white or yellow, the, all that color variation is literally the phytonutrients. And the plants have developed this after surviving in the wild. They've been exposed to viruses, bacteria, cancers, pathogens. And these phytonutrients are what's helped that plant survive. And typically, if you take that plant in your system, you're actually going to develop those, those uh, properties as well. Now, the body has pH balancing mechanisms because you really have a very narrow range of that acid-base balance. And if you're, if in the four things that you do is respiration, perspiration, and urination. And this helps you, your body balance the pH. Now, the problem with, with respiration, perspiration, and urination, you can have mineral depletion or nutrient depletion. So typically, calcium, magnesium, iodine, potassium, sodium, all of these are ideal. But here's the bummer. Cortisol causes serum alkalosis. That means, and this is part of the, the stress response, because cortisol, like we were talking about last week or the week before, on thyroid function and adrenal, cortisol is produced under stress. And it is fantastically for, good for you in the short term. The problem is it's incredibly dangerous long term. Now, um, the number one calories, if you look at, at what, because you've got to maintain a pH of 7.35 to 7.45, a half a point above or below, and you're dead. Now, diet soda, now people actually drink diet soda. They don't use it to clean car parts. But diet soda is a pH of 2.5 to 4.5. So this is incredibly acidic. And soda is the number one source of calories in the United States. The average person takes 46 gallons a year. Now, I'm not taking any. So, you know, someone's making it up for me. So realize that your body has to balance this very, very narrow pH. And when you are acidic, that means if you're taking in a lot of acidic things and you're not respirating and pers pancreas secretes bicarb to raise the pH rapidly. Now, with an acidic diet, the pancreas has to work harder. And when we're looking at the pancreas, this is not only involved in blood sugar reg regulation, but it has an exocrine where it secretes this, this pancreatic bicarb to alkalinize the, the food coming out of the stomach because the pancreas and the gallbladder drain through the same opening. Uh, so it, it, just look at your body. You build cells faster than they break down. It's called health. If you break down cells faster than you build them, that's called a lack of ease or disease. Now, what happens when cells break down, and this is also what inflammation is. Inflammation 
creates free radicals, okay? Because the body, it doesn't want to do anything half-ass. It wants to just build a body brand new from the ground up. Now, when you're creating this inflammatory process or oxidative metabolic process in the body, you create free radicals. And the free radicals can damage healthy tissue. And that's where antioxidants come in. And antioxidants like blueberries, um, you know, any kind of plant product is going to have antioxidants. Antioxidants deactivate those electrons. And so this, this is where a lot of people um, are confused. Like if you see, if I'm saying inflammation is a healing process of the body, but then um, plants have an anti-inflammatory process or, or properties, it's not that they stop inflammation. They allow inflammation to do its job, which is hugely important. Um, where a chemical anti-inflammatory like Advil, Motrin, Aleve, um, things like that, that stops the inflammatory process. This is why non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and Tylenol actually do tissue damage. Why? Because you need this inflammatory process to break down and build up tissue in your whole body. Now, the things that cause oxidative stress damage cells fast. And so it, it's, you, you want to not damage your cells fast. Am I going too, too slow for you? Okay, think of this. If you damage cells a lot, like the death of a thousand cuts, uh, it's hard for you to regenerate. So the things that cause cell destruction, poor diet, drugs, medications, vaccinations, pollution, natural injury, natural aging, and stress. These are all the causes of oxidative stress, and they create free radical damage. So antioxidants can help with the negative effects of poor diet, drugs, vaccination, pollution, and injury. Um, however, wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have those injuries? And now, when we look at oxidative disorders or stress disorders, Fibromyalgia, and this used to be a really popular diagnosis 10 years ago. Of course, now if you're watching the news, you know that there's only COVID and COVID variants to be frightened of. You're not going to hear about any other health benefits. And for sure, they're going to be suppressing the cardiac myopathies and strokes and heart attacks caused by medical interventions. But let's just look at fibromyalgia. Now, the Journal of Rheumatology International said that it's an oxidative stress disorder. So does that mean that fibromyalgia can be helped if you just help the body regenerate healthy cells? Absolutely it can. So bottom line, it, aging is oxidative stress. Now, we all know people that are in their 60s that are strong, healthy, and vital. Hey, I'm going to be 62 in another couple of months. Okay, and, and I'm, I'm still working hard. And there's some people in their 50s that are in wheelchairs that can't work. So what's the difference there? It has to do with oxidative stress. So if you build cells faster than you break them down, it's called health. If you break down cells faster than you build, it's called a disease. It, it seems too simple. But now let's look at acute stressors. Now let's say you get a splinter in your skin. Instantly, that breaks tissue. That breaks tissue, breaking cells. And cells release histamines. And histamines literally initiate this massive immune system cascade. 
that walls off um, toxic chemicals, that uh, first it slows down the blood flow, then it increases the blood flow. Uh, there's migration of these cells to start to heal, and fibrins form almost immediately to heal the tissue. It's, it's amazing. Now, your immune system, your gut flora directs your immune system. Now, if you boil the immune system down to two different uh, responses, a Th1 response, which is normal, you need a healthy, normal gut flora. Um, Th1 is stimulated by mucous membranes, and you get mucous membranes in your mouth, in your nose, in your anus. And if you have a normal or an abnormal gut flora, then it's hard to get that Th1 response. Now, Th1 immunity is is normal. It's like the innate immunity, something that, that you're born with and something that you have long-term memory of. So like if you have a reaction to any pathogen, chemicals, food, anything you come in contact with, your body will have a memory of that, and that's where the Th1 comes in. Now, Th2 is more of an acute memory. Like if you get stabbed by a splinter, you don't need to remember that because it's just a puncture wound. Well, Th2 vaccines typically, or Th2 immunity, um, is uh, aggravated or stimulated by vaccines. And this is why, and it's also inflammatory. Uh, so and it stimulates inflammatory cytokines. So just like that splinter piercing the skin, uh, that needle piercing your body does trigger an inflammatory reaction. And this is like allergies, why allergies are through the roof, um, food intolerances are through the roof. I mean, uh, when you were growing up, did you remember anyone saying gluten intolerance? No. And, and you can understand why, because the current kids today, they have 49 doses of 14 different vaccines before the age of six. And they literally have 72 doses of 17 different vaccines by the time they're 18. And I'm not even talking the COVID insanity. So what does that do? It causes an, a significant inflammatory response in our kids. Uh, currently, I mean, no one's looking at the autism stats now, uh, but it was as high as 1 in 28 boys. And it affects men a lot more than women. 54% of all American children have a chronic illness or disease. So this is huge. We're looking at 38% of our kids have, have some type of autoimmune condition, anxiety, stress. I mean, it's, it's crazy that these inflammatory diseases are, are um, rampant in our population. That is the true epidemic. Now, according to the Journal of Toxicology 2014, uh, they talk about the adjuvants inside of the vaccines. Now, we're looking at 72 doses of 17 different vaccines by the time they're 18. We're looking at 54% of our kids with a chronic inflammatory condition. And so what do they say about the adjuvants or the additives inside of the vaccine? They call them insidiously unsafe. And this is aluminum hydroxide. Now, uh, cognitive deficits, uh, deficits associated with long-term encephalopathies. Encephalopathies are inflammation of the brain, degenerative dementias in humans, um, and neurologic and neuropsychiatric problems. And what the article goes on to state is all these findings plausibly implicate aluminum adjuvants in pediatric vaccines has causal factors contributing to the increased rates of autism. 
Um, and so, you know, just just know that one size doesn't fit all. Now, it's interesting. The Lancet came out and they said, yeah, man, aluminum is really dangerous. And they came out with an article in 2004, quote, this is the title of the article, Adverse Events After Immunizations with Aluminum-Containing DPT Vaccines, a Systematic Review of the Evidence. And now, since aluminum is about the only adjuvant out there that works with multiple different things because you need something that stimulates that immune system that wakens up the immune system. So you need that that toxic um, load. Now, aluminum's dangerous, but there is nothing to replace it. So the article states, quote, Despite a lack of good quality evidence, we do not recommend any further research be taken on this topic. And you might say, wait, what? We know that it's toxic, we know it's dangerous, we know it's in most of the vaccines, but they say, look, don't study it. Um, and the re- they go on to state that the assessment of the safety of aluminum in vaccines is important, but replacement of aluminum compounds in currently licensed vaccines would necessitate an introduction of a completely new compound and would have to be investigated before licensing. So since there's no obvious candidates to replace aluminum, um, so withdrawal for safety reasons would severely affect the immunogenicity and protective effect of currently licensed vaccines and threaten the immunization programs worldwide. Well, luckily, I mean, that's an old article. It's from 2004. Since the government's taken over rights of your own body, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, It just happens to be in 2004 that, you know, people still did have personal rights and they weren't herded like cattle from fear um, to, you know, do anything, turn in their neighbors or, you know, take any experimental product. Uh, just know that that this, um, the powers that be are thinking more about the program instead of about the people. Now, um, acetaminophen, is so dangerous, and this is the main ingredient in Tylenol. It's an anti-inflammatory, but it also depletes glutathione. Now, if you do, if you are choosing to get a vaccine, the worst advice that any um, pediatrician or anybody injecting you could give you is to tell you to take Tylenol to reduce the fever or the response from the vaccine. Why? Because acetaminophen decreases intracellular glutathione. Now, glutathione protects um, your brain, protects your organ systems. It's one of the greatest anti-inflammatories known in the body. Now, this article in the International Journal of Biochemistry and Cell Biology, published in 2005, talked about um, acetaminophen decreases intracellular glutathione. And that is deadly. A quote, impaired endogenous antioxidant defenses may have a role in pathogenicity of a number of inflammatory pulmonary diseases, including asthma. So they're saying that Tylenol may induce asthma. Now, the Clinical Biochemistry Journal, it says oxidative stress is an important factor for the pathogenesis of celiac disease. And the antioxidant of celiac patients called glutathione, is severely decreased. And and again, 
Do people take um, Tylenol if they have pain? Absolutely. That's why I say, man, don't even give it to your neighbor that you don't like. You don't want bad karma. So um, here, how do you how do you increase glutathione? Well, it's the main antioxidant. Raw protein or raw dairy is fantastic. Sulfur-rich compounds like the cruciferous vegetables, onions, garlics, broccoli, kale, cabbage, collard greens. I mean, all all my favorite veggies. These are like fantastic. Uh, so <clears throat> add glutathione to your diet, baby. Now, eliminate Tylenol and, glutath- and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. They literally cause bone destruction, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association. Uh, the Journal of Hepatology said that the benefits of acetaminophen far out, um, out its risks outweigh the benefits. And, and this is according to the Food and Drug Administration. Um, that means the quote from the Journal of Hepatology, it still must be asked, is this amount of injury and death really acceptable for an over-the-counter pain reliever? Well, it's interesting because there's no liability on vaccines, but there is liability on medications. That's why you always hear there's multiple lawsuits against medications. So please avoid them. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Like if you have pain, look at stuff that actually works without destroying your body. Uh, Omega-3s, high-dose omega-3s, water is fantastic. Antioxidants, because remember pain, that inflammation is the body healing. So if you give your body the antioxidants, you get a chance to, to heal. If you're taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, you're looking at kidney damage, um, dialysis. You're looking at skin issues such as Stevens-Johnson uh, syndrome, toxic epidermal necrolosis, cardiovascular injuries, gastrointestinal injuries. And also, when you look at this, when you have pain, you have inflammation, cortisol levels are going to be increased, and that means thyroid functions decreased. So anything that helps that inflammatory process, like all the antioxidants, um, helps with a thyroid function. Now, could chronic inflammation, and I'm talking from medication, vaccines, physical trauma, could that elevate cortisol levels? Yes or yes, absolutely. And will that make the thyroid appear low? Absolutely. It has nothing to do with the thyroid function. It, when that, just like you have an automatic nervous system, Sympathetic keeps you alive under stress, and parasympathetic regenerates tissue when you're resting, digesting, and repairing. When you're in a stress state, cortisol is released, and that suppresses thyroid function. So please look at and understand that cortisol has an anti-inflammatory action. It has immune system reaction that regulates um, fat, protein, and carbohydrate metabolism. It's vital to heart, blood vessel, and tone incredibly important. The problem is when you have prolonged cortisol floating in the system, you're looking at an impaired cognitive performance. You're looking at low thyroid, blood sugar imbalances. What is that? Type 2 diabetes. Bone density. What is that? Osteoporosis, sleep disturbances, decreased muscle mass, elevated blood pressure. So think of this. If you have somebody with osteoporosis and elevated blood pressure, do you think they might have an inflammatory process going on? Yes or yes? Absolutely. 
That's why when people come with osteoporosis, thyroid issues, type 2 diabetes, elevations in blood pressure, those are not the problem. It's literally the body adapting to chronic inflammation or stress. And you've got to look at that. Now, look at some of the, the problems with elevated cortisol. Okay, depression, lupus, migraines, menopause, diabetes, aging, multiple sclerosis, all of those have increased um, cortisol production. And why? Well, look at the American diet. When you're looking at omega-6 to 3 ratio, it should be a 1 to 1 or 3 to 1 ratio. Disease starts at an 8 to 1. The American diet is 20 to 1. Why? Because we have corn oil, cottonseed oil, canola oil. I mean, these are toxic, toxic oils. Now, the Journal of Biomedicine and Pharmacotherapy, they talk about Western diets are so deficient in omega-3s and so excessive in omega-6 um, that, that it's beyond what we've evolved to. And excessive amounts of polyunsaturated fats, PUFA oils, are found in Western diets. And this leads to cardiovascular disease, cancer, inflammatory, and autoimmune diseases, where low polyunsaturated fats and high omega-3s are healthy for you. So do we have the sickest population of animals on the planet? Absolutely we do. Is it self-induced? Absolutely it is. Because we are not, our genetics have not changed in thousands of years. Now, they did a study out of Washington, uh, University of Washington, and they found that the preschool kids aged two to four years who ate organic fruits and vegetables had six fold less pesticide residues in their body than kids who ate regular. And, and you're talking, that's DNA development problems. That's DNA damage. So again, avoid disruption of your microflora and your immune system. What causes that? Vaccines, antibiotics, medication, and processed foods. Antibiotics are, could be in the food system. So if you're going to eat animals, make sure they're healthy animals. No commercially produced animals. Hell, 70% of antibiotic use is used in cattle. Optimize your gut flora. Start getting fermented foods. Get fermented veggies, probiotic supplements, juicing, blending fruits, raw dairy, fantastically good for you. And look at changing your diet to what your great-grandparents would eat. Make sure it's locally grown, seasonal, um, hugely important. Now, now, so when you're looking at this, we've got to start healing the body. I mean, that, that just makes sense. And uh, here, let's go. Yeah, I just, I just um, skipped the slide there. <laughs> now, did you know, did you know that just one serving of vegetables a day, one extra serving, um, reduces your heart disease risk, cancer risk, everything? So is juicing and blending important? Absolutely. So this is switch to a plant-based diet at least one day a week. Why? And people will say, well, you know, you, you should eat meat. You can. It's fine. Okay, but when you're in a stressed state, you're not going to be able to break down those proteins, the amino acids from the animal proteins. That's why we recommend a plant-based diet when people are getting healthy. And if you're eating more vegetables, there's more phytonutrients in that. The body just works better. Now, 
Um, we do recommend juicing and blending. Why? Because it pre-digests it. And we used to, I mean, we work with, uh, we're used to working with a lot of sick people in major stresses. So, so just please know that if you're in a stress state, juicing and blending will pre-digest it. A plant-based diet will pre-digest it. Um, or, or will be easier to get the proteins for. Vitamin D, fantastically good for you. But vitamin D has to be used in conjunction with K2. And some of the sources of K2, fermented foods, certain cheeses like brie or gouda, the soft cheeses. Um, look at vitamin K natural sources. Again, dark green leafy vegetables, onions, cabbage, prunes, dried basil. Just know that your body is healing, self-healing, self-regulating. When we put up our five keys to health and healing, what do we talk about? Proper nerve supply. Why? Because if you're in a stressed state, you're not able to break those proteins, amino acids, or fats to fatty acids. And your body gets in that fight-or-flight state, so you're not regenerating. Why do you need regular exercise? You need to move your body every day, even if it's just for a half hour. That's fantastically good for you. Proper nutrition means that man makes it, you don't eat it. Sufficient rest is when your body regenerates, and you can reset your circadian rhythm to regenerate, and prayer and meditation, absolutely vital. And if you don't see the value and the need for prayer today, hey, you know, just look outside. You've got people wearing masks that are afraid to breathe on people. There is such a panic out there. And like Lincoln said, Several times he was driven to his knees to pray because he had nowhere else to go. So this is Dr. John Bergman, your voice of sanity. Um, you are designed to live on this planet. Uh, you are designed. You are a walking bug. bug. You're 90% bug. You've got 70 trillion cells. You've got four, 10 times that amount of bacteria. You've got 10 times the bacteria of viruses. So you were designed to live in harmony in this world, not to be afraid of it. God bless you, and I love you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.